What a huge win for the Auburn Tigers. Just what the doctor ordered. This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. We're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. And welcome on into the Henry Service Company post-game show. I'm Zach Blackerby. Daryl Dapper is joining me every single post-game action this season. Auburn beating Arkansas 72-59. to Daryl, and what we all agree going into tonight's game was the biggest game of the season. And the Tigers showed out, did what they needed to do, biggest one of the season, and it's not even close. Well, the recipe was there that we've been looking for for a long time. First of all, it's exactly what Auburn needed. You couldn't have write it, wrote the script any better, Zach. The way they came out and took control of the game, Wendell Green hitting threes, that's exactly what Auburn's been looking for. Uh, that's a recipe to get out in front at home, get the home crowd going. So I have been looking for that for a while. The second thing that I thought was very key and very crucial was Bruce Pearl playing a lot of zone early on. Switched up yep. and went zone. Now, I think it hurt Auburn a little bit on the rebounding end because it's harder, you know, when you're playing zone to find that man that you're responsible for to body up with and to block, to, to block out. Sure. But, you know, that you, you had to give something up. And I felt like Bruce Pearl was exchanging shooting percentage and Arkansas's ability to get to the rim for some offensive rebounding. And because Auburn shot the basketball the way they did, Zach, that that recipe or that trade-off ended up being very successful. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many guys that stepped up tonight. And so let's start with probably the player that had the biggest turnaround from that debacle earlier this week against Georgia, which I hate to bring up there, but it's so important to kind of point out this uh, this turnaround from what happened Wednesday night against Georgia to what happened tonight against Arkansas. But Wendell Green, his 19 points off of eight shots, Daryl. Are you kidding me? When Wendell Green is even somewhat efficient, this Auburn team is going to beat you with the way that they can play defense when they're scoring well. And it's just when when he's making shots, Daryl, everybody around him gets significantly better. And and that's what exactly what we saw tonight. And really, it's hard to downplay and, and, and really don't underestimate the fact that Auburn did that, Zach, against one of the best defensive efficiency teams in the country. Arkansas is a lot like Auburn with how they guard and defend. They are very good defensively, a lot like Auburn. Like I said, they struggled hitting the three, scoring. I, I feel like they have you know a little bit more uh, scoring potential from a shooting standpoint that Auburn has. Sure. So what Wendell Green did and what Auburn did tonight hanging 72 on Arkansas was not against the slouch team defensively. It was an elite defensive team. And so that makes it – I mean, 72 against Arkansas, to me, equates to 80 against the rest of the SEC, in my opinion. Yep. All right, let's take a moment for the other person that we need to mention. Alan Flanagan. Yep. What an incredible back-to-back performances – and what he did against Georgia wasn't super flashy, but it was the second best uh, on the team when a night when everyone was cold. And he comes back, Daryl, the Arkansas native, 
18 points, five of nine from the floor, played 32 minutes. His defensive stuff wasn't great. His, his plus minus is actually only plus three. But what he did offensively, I'm hoping, because ever since that injury that happened going into last season, I think he's been dealing with some mental battles there. I hope what happened tonight and what happened Wednesday is enough to springboard him and say, hey, Alan Flanagan, you can be the dude that was on every NBA mock draft going into last year. You can still be that player. And what he did tonight I thought was really, really great. It was. It was definitely the uh, 2021 version of Alan Flanagan tonight, Zach. And I think one of the things that I looked looked at was the um, – I, I, I watch a game a little differently. Sometimes I overreact to things that happen earlier in a game and think they're so crucial. Like every possession seems crucial. And he hit a three where he was leaning in. He kind of leaned when he hit the three. And even the announcer said – Arkansas thought he was going to take it to the basket. He was kind of off balance. He was in the air. He leaned in, hit the three. And I think that got Auburn back to double digits. And that was a key part of the basketball game. He played more minutes than any Auburn Tiger tonight. Wow. So that shows what the the the, the faith and the confidence that Bruce Pearl didn't listen to the cynics and the critics, some of which was is me. I'm 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 looking in the mirror and talking Both of us. with the way yeah. Flanagan was playing, turning it over. And he, he, he stayed with him and rode him and gave him 32 minutes, and it paid off. It paid off. It paid off. I will take scoring 18 points off of nine shots every single time. He's not going to go three of six from three every night, right? He's not. Um, but, man, that one off-balance shot that he made, and it was kind of when Arkansas was starting to get some positive momentum midway through the second half, if I remember correctly, and it's like, whoo, man, that was a shot that Auburn needed. And Alan Flanagan, um, probably when the ball was in the air, Daryl was like, oh, what are you do? Okay, it went in. That's fine. That's fine. Way to go, yeah. Alan. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that I think it might be just a theory or philosophy. Alan Flanagan looked like he had more spring and legs and jump yeah. tonight as far as explosiveness. Could that be a direct result of playing zone? Think about it. If you're playing Maybe. defense, I'm serious. If you're playing defense and you're playing man the way Bruce Pearl, Zach wants you to play man, it it gets tiring. The legs go. It's fatigue. Now, I know that's why you substitute. He doesn't even start. Chris Moore was getting more minutes than him. But maybe he looked fresher tonight and there was more explosiveness because he was able to play zone and not have to just really, really work hard you know, when you're guarding yeah. somebody man-to-man, -man, you work a lot harder than you do zone. Yeah. And then Jesse points out the three that Jalen made. I assuming Jesse's talking about the one later in the game. That may have been the – is that the only one? That oh, Jaylen yeah. Made? Yeah, that is the only one that Jalen made. Yeah, that was that, a big one too. Shot clock running down. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, – and it almost felt like the dagger, right? Because it's like 10 points, then Auburn would get a little bit farther than 10. Because, you know, once you get into single digits in basketball, especially against a team like Arkansas, it's like, I don't love that. I don't love mm -mm. that, especially when you've dominated the entire game. Never trailed. Auburn never trailed tonight. So it's like, oh, my goodness, please don't let them get back into this, right? Because we've we, we, we've seen that yeah. before. Um, well, it, 19. We, 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 we lost a 19-point lead at one of the most frustrating games with Sharif Cooper, yeah. right? And Arkansas had had beaten us three or four, Zach, and so mm -hmm. that's why it feels good. And what happened – look, here's something I'm just going to say. The way Auburn would not get physically intimidated tonight and sent a message with how they fouled Arkansas when they went. Now I don't want anyone to get hurt, 
But I do want you sending a message when you break that weed crap inside the lane. And Almer did a really good job. Maybe next time, dude won't hang on the rim and throw his lower body into Wendell's face at the end of the game. And that won't happen when you come to the rack. I think that was a statement. And I think it was intentional, not an intentional foul, but like, hey, we're going to be, we're going to play hard. It's going to be hard defensively to come in here and score. Yeah, uh, I'm there with you. All right. The stat of the game, Daryl, and I want to touch more on this in a second, but I'll go ahead and give you the stat of the game. Points off turnovers. Auburn 25, Arkansas 6. That's huge. More on that in a second. Daryl, there's no place like home. Auburn basketball is the best example for that. And the way I keep my home comfortable, the way you keep your home and business comfortable, Daryl, is by having Henry Service Company programmed in my cell phone for heating, air conditioning, plumbing, electrical, whatever it may be. You can keep your home just as comfy as the confines of Neville Arena. With the temperatures moderating this week, it may be a good time to think about those tankless water heaters. And should they be serviced at least once a year? Yes, they should. And our friends at Henry Service Company can handle all of that for you. And seriously, Daryl, you'll vouch for these guys. I'll vouch for yes. them. You need to you need to make sure these guys are part of at least your yearly, probably more than that, but at least your yearly um, maintenance call. You can call them at 334-288-2700. More on our friends from Henry's uh, Service Company just a little bit, and that is Alabama license number 0021. Going into this, though, the guards had to fix several things, Daryl. One, shooting efficiency. Two, taking care of the freaking basketball. And they did exactly that tonight at a significantly higher clip than Arkansas. And other than Arkansas not being able to make a free throw, that's what really allowed this team to win by double digits tonight. It did. I mean, when you get out-rebounded and you go, get, go to the free throw line almost half as much as your opponent, there has to be other variables of the basketball game that you improve at and make up for it. Points off turnover. Defense leading to transition offense is what yep. Auburn has made a living off of. And yep. then the way they shot the three, look, 33% ain't set no records, but it's it's enough. The way Auburn plays defense and gets transition baskets, 33% from behind three-point land is enough to, to win basketball games. And especially right. with the way they took care of it, eight turnovers, excellent. The turnover to assist ratio was probably off the chart. And uh, there were just a lot of good things about what Auburn cleaned up tonight. And again, that zone situation, you know, there was, I saw someone in the comments ask why Bruce Pearl didn't go to that earlier in the season. Remember, Missouri had a lot of success with the zone against Arkansas early on in Bud Walton, you know, Wednesday night. And I think it caused Arkansas some problems. Don't reinvent the wheel. Yes. And, and, and that was a great move by Bruce Pearl. Yes. Um, P.E.W. War Eagle 1, great name, says, is this a quad one win? Oh, yeah. They're Absolutely. 13th in the country. Yeah, they were 13th uh, well, in the well, country. And yet, the big thing that the, you know, the NCAA tournament cares about, they're 10th. They're 10th yes. in the country. So all, this is a top 10 win tonight. And the way they did it, Daryl, yes, like, yes. I mean, it was just never in doubt. And that's kind mm -hmm. of what's so beautiful about all of this. And they set the tone early. As soon as Wendell made that three in the opening minute of the game and, and got fouled and he made the shot, right? It was a four point play to open the game. And it's yes. like, yep. and 
we we've talked about this a little bit last week, like with Wendell's like, you know, pretty early on if Wendell's going to be on or not like that, that. That's kind of it. And as soon as soon as he made that shot, you saw all of this team kind of come and congregate around him and say, let's go. Let's do this thing. And ever since that moment, it wasn't close, really, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. Arkansas had its runs, but every now and then when they would get close to 10 or whatever, Jalen Williams or Alan Flanagan or uh, I think Trey had one as well. Like somebody would make a three and be like, no, no, you're Arkansas. You're not winning tonight. Yeah, I think that you, you've really made a good point about it, we, about how they won the basketball game, not just that they did. Look, you take a victory over a top 10 net team, Zach, all day long. But you asked Wednesday, we asked the question, if Auburn comes out and beats Arkansas Saturday, will we feel good again about Auburn basketball and the trajectory? And I said, it depends on how they win the game, how they look. I'll take a victory anyway, even ugly, if it was in the 50s. But if Auburn would have won that game similar to how they beat Florida, and still had offensive woes, and one of the three-headed monsters struggled uh, with you know Broom and and uh, Wendell Green and Jalen Williams. Jani I think I would struggle, by the way. He, yeah, and I, I think, but I think he showed up. I mean, I think too he did. But look at the pockets of the game where he came up big, and they were more clutch moments. It's not so much that you score; it's when you score too, and that's not shown up in a box score. But he has he had tied turners, right? And he had some moments. Now I wish, look, if that's an eight point game and you block somebody's shot and stare at him and get a technical and it's a five point trip and goes from eight to three, thankfully he did it when it was 12. You, you got it. You got to yeah. clean that up. That can't happen. Yeah, you're right. Did you notice, especially early on, they went away from it as the game went, but they were, they were running the offense. I know, I know when scored quick, and he had that four-point play early. But they were running the offense through Janai through the first few minutes of the game. They were passing it down low. You could tell it was called where it's like he wasn't even near the basket, but he was post up, and they gave it to him. They gave him a chance to score. They gave him opportunities early for the offense to run through Janai Broom. And, Daryl, honestly, I'm here for every bit of that. Well, what did we hear last week what they did to Janai Broom? They double-teamed him. So if you throw the ball into Broom and he's savvy enough to realize I'm getting double teamed, Zach, that means somebody is open. I mean, it's just unless they're zoning you, but if they're double teaming you, they're not. So I think that's a great strategy to throw it into Broom. Let him survey who is open because he's getting double teamed if they continue to double down on him and then kick that back out. If it's Wendell Green and he's hitting hitting shots, I, I mean, that's a great little strategy you know it's the it's the reverse it's the inverted pick and roll it's mm-hmm. you know that's what it is instead of the guard giving it you know the guard at the top of the key and the forward rolling to the basket it's the forward being at the basket and kicking it back to the guard if he's being double teamed someone's got to be open yeah man Auburn fans are lighting up locked on Razorbacks host John Neighbors who I'm very good friends with but Arkansas they forget who they are sometimes Daryl, in all sports, they forget who they are sometimes. Even like this morning, John, who I'm good friends with, I love the guy, but he uh, he's like, and I quote tweeted it this morning. He's like, you got to think tonight's going to be Auburn's, uh, Auburn's Super Bowl against Arkansas. And it's like, you're not special. You're just a good team coming to Neville Arena when we really need a win. Like, it's not about yeah. you. This game was never about Arkansas. This game was always about is Auburn – 
going to get this win to redirect the, uh, the, the trajectory of their season. This game, going into it, was about how was Auburn going to respond to that pitiful excuse of whatever that was earlier this week against Georgia. Are they going to bounce back from that? And they did it. Sorry, Arkansas, but this game was not about you. Need to make that very, very clear. Tonight was about Auburn. Hugh Freeze was there. It was them bouncing back after they had their like grand opening for the, the, the new football facility with on to victory. Cohen was there. Anybody that was, you know, anybody for Auburn was in Neville Arena tonight. Tonight was about Auburn, and this team showed up. Sorry, well, Arkansas. It, yeah, not about you. It's laughable that, that that dude would say it was Auburn Super Bowl when last year their jackleg coach took his shirt off after the game when they beat Auburn. And I thought that they had – I thought confetti was going to rain down from the ceiling. Yeah, they and they the had won the national – I yes. thought they won the national championship. Lights go out. He takes his shirt off and comes back out of the tunnel. I mean, Gross. that's a joke. I mean, you talk about a – you know, a double standard. That's a joke. They acted like they won the national championship last year because Auburn was number one in the country, which is something Arkansas has not been in a long time. Second of all, the only reason why Auburn would have been amped for this is exactly what you touched on. They were next. That's all Arkansas was. Nothing special. You were next. It didn't matter if it was Arkansas or Arkansas Pine Bluff. You were next. And the thing was, they wanted to get that bad taste out of their mouth from what happened Wednesday. So that's why they were amped up for this game. And was there a little bit extra special because Musselman is such a tool with the way he acts and the way that dude swung on the rim? Sure. I'm sure there was. But, you know, everybody accuses Auburn of being, when they when Auburn plays a team, of that team being their Super Bowl. Calipari said it, you know, and, and, and now Musselman has said it. And Will Wade alluded to it when they came in undefeated last year. I mean, whatever. I mean, whatever. Auburn's been to the Final Four, won the SEC the last three years. No team is their Super Bowl unless they're playing in the national championship game. Yeah, no, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. All right, I just put a poll in the live chat. Who was your player of the game? Wendell Green, Alan Flanagan, Janai Broom, or other curious would like to hear your thoughts? Because you can really make an argument for a handful of different people. We kind of made the case for Wendell and Al with what they've done. Um, somebody asked, I like to pull y'all's comments up on, on the screen, but somebody asked about Zepp. Here it is. Nick asked, how about your boy Zepp being aggressive on offense? I will always be biased towards Zepp Jasper because of the human being that he is. And he's, um, you know, he's a locked on Auburn athlete, but what he did offensively in the second half, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. His stats were... He scored five points on five shots, which you love. You absolutely love. Um, little aggressive on defense, too aggressive on defense, four, four fouls. You don't love that. But still, Zep did what Zep needs to do. And even like from a facilitation standpoint, you, you saw him have a few of those. Only got credited with one assist, but he had some really incredible passes. Um, that one where he was under the basket and threw it out somehow mm-hmm. to Trey Donaldson. And then Trey Donaldson with like the three that was above the rim oh, longer yeah. than any shot like I've ever seen in it my life. It bounced around a little bit. That what one was that. Bounced, yeah. It probably that was big. Bounced, did it bounce four times? Like well, that, ridiculous. That was the shot that, that got Auburn out of the field goal drought. Don't forget. I mean, they had scored some points from the free throw line, but I think they went six minutes 
uh, without shooting, you know, scoring a field goal. And that was the field goal that broke the drought was a three pointer. So that was big. And again, you know how I just talked about little moments in a basketball game that I want to make a note and mark down. Yeah. Arkansas had a chance to cut it to eight late in the, when I say late in the game, maybe under four minutes and they had all the momentum and Zep made a great steal in the lane. And then he got, you know, horse collared and went to the line. So you, you go from 10 to 12 again real quick because of his defensive play, that steal that yeah. he made. I thought it was clutch. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, there were a lot of moments in the second half where it's like, th- this was a team win. I know Wendell and Allen accumulated like half of the points on the, the you know, on the box score, but still, th- this was a team win with, with the timeliness of, of a lot of these scores and a lot of these moments. Incredible. And absolutely incredible. All right. Katie Johnson. You've got to quit shooting threes, dude. Mm. Another night where he was incredibly inefficient. Two of 10 from the floor. 0 for 4 from 3. And it's just one of those things where it's like, when you shoot threes, you are not helping the basketball team. You're just not. And I don't know. I don't think Bruce is ever going to tell him to not shoot. But just as a player, you've got to ask yourself the question, like, is this the best thing for us to score points? And it's not. It's just not. Carry on Johnson, not that he's a basketball expert, but I do think it's kind of eye-opening that he's just calling Katie Johnson out. He's like, yo, Katie, I love you, but like, you can't shoot threes anymore. Did you see that tweet? Yeah, I did. I, and, I, and not only that, he had, again, the head-scratcher when he goes to the rim wild – looking like he's in the Gatorade slam dunk degree of difficulty, but just layup that he did where he like double clutched it again. I mean, it's the, it's the really wild out of control, even when he goes to the basket uh, attempt, you know, the degree of difficulty is how I would describe it, Zach around the rim. So, you know, if he gets reined in a little bit, I know he's an emotional leader and he's very crucial to what Auburn wants to do, but if he gets reined in a little bit, and takes better shots and just starts contributing eight to ten points a game and plays high level defense. And like I think he got in Black's head a little bit in the first half. Although where would have got, Arkansas been tonight without Black? Because that, that kid, play, man. I mean, oh he you know gosh. he's a one and done. There's no doubt, but he's a player, and it's a little frustrating. I don't want to sh- you know shine a shadow on anything that was great that happened tonight, but it's frustrating and envious for me to watch Zach and go. You know, I thought we were supposed to have freshmen like that that could come in right away and contribute, and we don't yet. But he's special. I mean, he really is. And without him tonight, they get absolutely run out of Neville Arena. Yeah, all right. So 55% of you think Wendell Green was the player of the game. I think that's probably the right call. Alan Flanagan, 31%. Janai Broom, 12%. Other 2%. For the the folks that voted other, comment in the, the live chat. I'd like to know who um, who that was. All right, let's talk about the freshman. So Trey Donaldson played 11 minutes, scored three points on three shots. He was one of three from the floor. The only one was that three that he made that bounced off the rim like 20 times from Zep. Yoan Treor played six minutes. I believe all six of those minutes were in the second half, Daryl. I'm not positive on that, but that's just kind of what, that's the only time I really noticed him. And even then, it was like you had to kind of look for it. And then uh, it doesn't look like a chance Westry got in. So those are your freshman thoughts. I think that, you know, Trehor on that one drive to the basket, I thought, wow, he's getting aggressive. He's going to go take it and do a rim rattler. But then I looked up 
and said, oh, wait a minute, there's a dude standing right there. And he ran right over him, and it was an offensive foul, and it was a turnover, and it was their possession. So I was like, well, you know, there goes that that plan. Trey Donaldson, again, distributed the basketball, I thought, well, that three we talked about was a big momentum changer, stemmed yeah. the tide a little bit. Um, so, I, you know, it is it is what it is, but I just – I really would love to see – I was counting on two of the three – for Auburn making an immediate impact this year and thinking that that's what would need to happen for Auburn to have a special year. And right now it's just not happening as far as, you know, Treor and, um, and Chance Westry doing what I thought they were going to do, but other people will just have to pick up the slack. I mean, you know, the rotation is nine or 10 deep. So it's not like you're having to count on those dudes for minutes. Yeah. All right. Somebody's asking if, uh, let's see, Auburn dad for life. Shout out to all the Auburn dads out there. Uh, is Westry in the doghouse? I don't think he's in the doghouse. I just think Bruce and this coaching staff have put him at point guard. He is a one. And he's probably the fourth best point guard on this team. And you're just not going to see, I mean, how many te- how many teams put their fourth best point guard on there? And it's like, the answer is zero, unless you're up by a bunch. And even in that situation, like, he'd be on with the walk-ons. And so... I just I, I think it's more likely that Trey plays at point guard than him. Obviously, Wendell with the start than Trey. Then I think if something were to happen to one of those two guys, I think it would be Zepp that would be the one before him, and then Chance Westry. And we can have a discussion. We've had this discussion before, and we'll probably have it several times before we actually see Westry play, which will probably be next year. But I don't think he's a point guard. They're like I don't think he's the one, and it doesn't mm-hmm. even make sense to put him at the one. Because you've got too many ones right now. And then, oh, wait, what's coming next year? Aiden Holloway, who will be Auburn's starting guard, point guard next year. And so it's like, what do you get out of putting chance at the one? It's a very weird situation that doesn't make sense to me. He should be at the two or the three, but that's not what we've seen so far. So I I don't think Chance Westry's in the doghouse. I just think he's been placed and put in the box of being a one, a point guard. And he, he's not the first, second, or third best point guard on this team right now. Yeah, I think that's the key is that he was being kind of forced to play out of position a little bit. I think it hurt his, his growth. I think he looked uncomfortable. Darryl, I'm sorry, he's being with... asked if he's healthy. And I've gotten confirmed by multiple sources that he is fine and he's practicing play. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I think that right now, Zach, it would be a good move for maybe – if you're going to get Chance Westry off the bench, put him at the two and let him get a few of Katie Johnson's minutes because he's not really setting the world on fire. And, yeah. and you know, Katie Johnson played 20 minutes tonight. Maybe back him down to 15 and give Chance Westry five minutes and see what he could do at the two position, at the two guard where he does not have to handle the ball. And, again, off ball, catch and shoot. That's what he seems to be a little more comfortable with uh, he can penetrate. We saw a couple times him go to the rim. You can still do that from the two-guard position when you get the ball in your hand. Put it on yeah. the floor and go. It's it's just I like him without the ball in his hand. I like him coming off screens. I like him coming off ball and give him some of Katie's minutes. Right. Uh, okay, so Jack Singley says pulled pork is what's for dinner. I love that. Yeah, I'm going to have some bacon in the morning. And it's not going to be turkey bacon, I can assure you of it's that. the real stuff, yeah. The real right. stuff, yeah. Uh, War Eagle, WI, and somebody else. Uh, Sam Howell is asking, does Westry transfer? I hope not. I hope not. 
Isn't Sam Howell busy playing backup quarterback for somebody in the NFL? Isn't he starting, he get, isn't he starting yeah, for the Commanders? He, he, he is starting for the Commanders. He's getting prepping. I appreciate him jumping in and taking the time to be on our, our live chat. Um, you know, I, I just I, – I, you know, the one thing that I was that I was looking at with Holloway, though, I think when you talked about him coming in and playing the one, I, I could be wrong. I think they listed him in a lot of those recruiting publications as a combo guard, which is great. He probably will play the one, but if something was to happen and you were to get an experienced stud that wanted to come to Auburn that plays the one, you could slide him to the two. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's a good problem to have. I love those combo guards, man. They're, 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 they're the wave of the future now. Yeah. I think it's going to be it. All right. So uh, 27 home, um, Home wins in a row. That's pretty third behind Gonzaga. And um, I'm trying to think who else they said. They somebody was like in the 40s. Gonzaga was Kentucky, out of this world. Right? Kentucky. Yeah. Us. Gonzaga, Kentucky, and then Auburn. That's pretty special. Because they Kentucky lost to Bama, but I think that game was in Tuscaloosa today. And you're gonna Gonzaga is always gonna have that record because they play in a YMCM junior high gym. They do. I mean, that place yeah, is a yeah, joke. Gonz- yeah, Gonzaga, like, at halftime, the players' parents are, like, working the concession stands. Like they give, them or- they give them orange slices is what I heard. Yeah. The, pl- yeah, that, the, the parents are in the – they're close enough on the court where they're like, you know, come on over here. I got a little orange slice for you at halftime. That's how small that gym is. And then how they play some of their games in Seattle, you know, at yeah. that arena in Seattle. But, um, yeah, they'll always have that, – that, they are right on you. Yeah. on that court. And then of course Kentucky's Kentucky, but right. That may go down. That's, that's uh, prediction, prediction, that streak ends this year for Kentucky. They're losing at home this year. Yeah, I I would also predict that the streak ends for Auburn this year too, but which one's yeah. first? That'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah. All right, let's let's open up this part to kind of the 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 questions and comments section. So, yeah, let's store- have some fun. Yeah, let's have some fun. We weren't having fun before. What? We were, no, we were, but I'm, I'm saying let's extend it, man. It was I'm like joking. compared to last Wednesday. Yeah, yeah let's go. No, we, need, we needed this. We needed this emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually. All right, Storm says our favorite name. Uh, so y'all are assuming Wendell's gone after this year or that Holloway takes his place. Um, no, I, I think Wendell's on the roster next year. Yeah, I think Wendell is on the, the roster next year. Yeah, and we've also seen a scenario where just because we're saying Wendell's not playing the one doesn't mean he's not starting. He, remember, he didn't he, he didn't start at the one last year. He can move to the two guard if need be. He can move to the off guard. I think Wendell has two more years left if he wants. That's un- that's unbelievable. I mean, that's well, and, and it's kind of weird, Daryl, because we were all we were all celebrating last off season about we got you know as soon as the portal opened. We got Zepp, who had two years left of eligibility. We had KD, who had four. Mm-hmm. And we had Wendell, who had four. And at the time, it was awesome. But now, when the portals, when the portal period is open for basketball, we've kind of like, oh, well, why would a guard want to come here? And so we had such a hard time getting an elite shooter. And so we, we kind of hurt ourselves. So Zepp is gone after this season, which stinks because that's probably the one of the three that I would want to lose the least, but it is what it is. He's just an older player. And you got you got Aiden coming in. And so that's the exchange there from a scholarship standpoint, but I still think we're going to have a hard time kind of getting a transfer that's an elite shooter unless somebody gets processed, which Bruce doesn't typically do. So I, I think that's going to be 
Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Daryl Jesse says we need a one and one with Gonzaga. Would you be down for that? I would love it. I would, would love you? it. I, I will say this too. Let's go back to that process thing real okay. quick. Since we've talked about this in the last four days, it has come to my attention. I can't say who. I mean, but there is a definite scenario two years ago where Bruce processed a couple players, basically saying, I'll Jamal? find you a place to. <laughs> Yeah, Jamal? yeah. I, I think that was a situation where, with the guard, after those three he's guards, he's the only guy to leave. He's yeah, really and, the only, yeah. I only mean, you guy to have left. With, you can connect the dots, and it's nothing against. I, I love Jamal, but I think that with those three guards coming in, it was going to affect Jamal's playing time and his minutes. And Bruce Pearl thinks very highly of him, so he encouraged him and tried to find him a place to go. And obviously, that was UAB at the time. So that there, there is precedence for encouraging when you've got that position coming in a little bit heavy. Right. All right. Uh, let's see. Chase. Chase says, why don't we give Cardwell more minutes? He got, he got 10 minutes. And it was kind of a Dylan Cardwell stat line. One of one for two points. And he had a rebound. Two fouls in 10 minutes. He was, uh, his plus minus was minus one. Actually, the low, nope, not the lowest. The second lowest plus minus on the team. Trey Donaldson had minus two. Um, I don't know. I, I, I you want to take minutes away from Janai? Like, I, I, I love Dylan, but I think I'd rather have Janai on the floor as much as possible. I think this is a, a continuation, Zach, of what we saw Wednesday night when we asked the question when he played eight minutes. So now that's 18 minutes over the last two games. Uh, the math major that I am, that's averaging nine minutes. I, I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought Cardwell's yeah. minutes would have been 13 to 14. So uh, something interesting. Now, that that may not be so much an indictment on Broom as it is, I mean, on Cardwell as it is the way Broom's playing. You know, and, and the uh, offense. If Auburn's like going to make a through. run, yeah, if Auburn's going to make a run in the SEC, Daryl, you need Janai Broom playing 30 minutes. Yeah. Or dang close Absolutely. to it. And he played. Yeah, he played 30 minutes. Yeah, there you go. Um, Sam Howell, NFL quarterback, says, why don't we see Trey at the one and Wendell at the two? I've asked multiple sources close to the program this week if they've ever worked with Wendell at any position other than the one. And both of them said no. They don't trust them off ball. So mm. this this whole thing that we do in Discord and in, and and in the live chat and all that about speculating, well maybe Wendell could play the two. They haven't considered it for a second. Well, I will say this: um, it, it maybe not this year, but in years past, Bruce Pearl has worked specifically with a rotation of two point guards in the backcourt and a third guard at the three. When the game gets under a minute and ball handling is crucial and you don't yeah. want to turn it over. I, I know that for a fact because you want the ball handlers in the game. Like let's say it's a four-point game, five-point game, and you know the other team's going to press sure. or they're going to hound you defensively. I know that Auburn used to do that. Now, why they haven't done it this year and have Wendell, Zepp, and Trey Donaldson in the game at the same time, maybe because Trey's a freshman. I think if you're up six – 
late in the game and a team's pressing, that may be a route to go, but we'll yep. see. You're right. You know, maybe they, ch- you know, we didn't see them play zone until tonight either, Zach. So maybe they just, they're holding that for a different time. Well, I'm glad they whipped it out tonight. That was great. Yep. Clay says tonight just felt good. We played Auburn basketball tonight. We could be a really good team by the end of the year. Let's don't peak early this year. And we talked about that a little bit with the struggles going into conference play. It's like the path to playing better is abundantly clear. And it's not super outrageous that they could be playing like this a month or two from now when it actually matters. And so um, this was a quality win, Daryl. This is one of those things where they show Auburn and the selection, uh, selection Sunday show as a quality win. This mm-hmm. is the top line of the resume right now. And you'll have opportunities to get better wins, right? You play Alabama twice. You get the opportunity to play Kentucky. And it's like, you know. Tennessee, who looked 100%. really good. I'll tell you, what, I, you know, when we talked about it Wednesday, Zach, we said, you know, is Auburn going to have the ability to turn, you know, to to turn this season around or not turn it around, but kind of go on a run and where should they finish in the conference? And I forgot when we stopped doing the show last night, I started thinking about Texas A&M last year who nobody would have given two cents to even probably, you know, get out of the first round of the SEC tournament. They got hot at the right time. Buzz Phillips did a good job coaching sure. them the way they're supposed to be. And so it can happen. It can You can catch fire. The, the switch can get turned on. And the way Auburn started the basketball game tonight, it was proof positive of that. Yeah, the, the talent is there. They've just got to figure out a few things. And the, the rotation, I still don't love it, Daryl, because if Wendell doesn't go five of eight, like I think the guard situation looks a little different. That's just not going to happen super often. But I think it's closer for sure. Uh, ben says Zep is leaving. Is he a senior slash done with eligibility? This is Zep's COVID year, so yeah, he's done after this season, sadly, which is a bummer. Jesse says Devin Cambridge question mark. I don't know if that's a joke or not, but he is in no, Arizona he was, State. No, he was wondering if he got processed, and the answer to that oh. was was no. That De- yeah, Devin Cambridge just on his own wanted to go play with his brother and thought his remember his minutes were slashed last year. He saw the. I mean, he was affected last year as far as how many minutes he played with the guards coming in. War Eagle, Wyoming says Bruce processed Musselman tonight. That's funny. yes, he I did love that. I loved it. Uh, Ben says, I'd like Dylan to shoot more, more high post jumpers, low post shots, more dunks. He goes crazy on big dunks and brings his energy. I think he could bring you energy without shooting. That's my, that, that's really my only response to this. Mm-hmm. I think Dylan's going to shoot when he's got a shot within three or four feet from the rim, but I, I don't want him shooting more than that. Like unless something Dylan's not going to make his own shot, Daryl. Do you agree with that? It's like if he gets a yeah. rebound or if it's somebody feeds a, it down to him, yeah, like yeah. that that's great. But like, I don't think they're going to like run a play specifically for Dylan. I just don't think that's who he is as a player. He's got to get the ball above his head to score, in my opinion, whether it's an alley-oop or an offensive putback. Zach, you, you get him the ball on the floor where he has to make a little jump hook move or spin, spin or pivot. He doesn't have that in his repertoire right now. He needs to. He needs to develop a little four-foot baby hook or four-foot turnaround strong in the in the poke. But everything he gets either is off feeds above his head or offensive rebounds above his head. He just yeah. seems to be more comfortable going up uh, up and getting it to, to put it back. I, th- I think this is a question from War Eagle, Wyoming, in response to our conversation about Dylan Cardwell. So you don't trust him 
without the ball in his hands. So you put the ball in his hands. I actually don't know what that means. Can you ask that a different way? I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know if that's Wendell Green. Is, that. is he meaning Wendell Green or Dylan Cardwell? I'm not because sure. remember we were talking about off the ball. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Davis says profile picture is hilarious. Hugh freeze had the place rocking when he was introduced tonight. I wasn't there. Saw the replay on the broadcast and uh, got some pictures from our Auburn, uh, Auburn daily photographer. Um, Eric Starling sounds like it was pretty cool. Looks like it was pretty cool. Um, and props to him for being there. Cause I think that's great. So yep. and he said the whole time uh, based on kind of the camera angles. So that, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was about it, that. Comment it was, was about, about when. when. Yeah. yeah, it was about when. Uh, do, do you, I, I don't know the context of the question. Do you understand it, Daryl? I wonder if it had to do with um, getting him off ball and, and not wanting to put the three guards in the yeah, lineup. Moving, this, yeah, 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 moving into two. Into two. Right here. I mean, at, at the end of the day, if you move him to the two, he's handling the ball less. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. No, moving win to the two. Well, if you do move him to the two, I don't have a problem with the ball being in his hands. First of all, in fact, I want him in the in the game late when the game's on the line handling the basketball. But if you move him to the two, you just put another ball handler in the rotation and you also free him up a little bit to shoot threes. Uh, yes. Yeah, but I mean, they're not working on it. Same mm-hmm. way they're not running Zep at the one right now. That blows my mind. Because when you said that, I'm like, then the opposite of that is we've already heard they're not, you know, working Zep at the one. Yeah, and the source on that is Zep on my show. Like I asked him point blank. He's like, no, I'm I'm running the two exclusively. Like, okay, yeah, that seems seems a little odd um, to me. And please do what Rodney is saying. Everyone hit the like button. It really helps out the show. Clay is asking, am I, I am brain dead. Who was the guy that went to Baylor? That was Davion Mitchell, I assume, is who you're talking about. Yeah, and he's playing really good defense and playing good in the NBA, too. So Won a national championship, was, right? That was the kid that um, – I don't know if they won uh, or not. Scott, but... Scott Drew came, and he also wanted to take Chuma with him, by the way. Tried, mm-hmm. to, get, tried to get Chuma Kiki as well because they were roommates. So that's oh. why there's no love loss between Bruce Pearl and Scott Drew. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I, well, I just that. dropped a little ditty on you. Like John Cougar Mellicamp says, I just dropped a little ditty on you tonight. Drop it, baby. Yeah. Drop it. John says, or excuse me, John Dash Mark says, KD was two of 10 from the field, 04 from three. As much as I love his energy, is there any chance they slash some of his minutes for maybe Chance or Zep? John, yeah, we, we talked about that earlier in the show, and I think we kind of agree with you. Chance West, you're like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing in practice, right? And Daryl, you know, we don't know what he's doing in practice. And so, like, that may be part of it. But Zep is getting, well, they split it. It was Zep got 20 minutes, KD got 20 minutes. I feel like it's normally pointed in Zep's favor a little bit. But at this point, like, I would rather Zep, excuse me, I'd rather Zep play like 25 minutes and KD 15 right now with the way they're both playing. Yeah, because that, that plus minus. I mean, again, people will look at that stat and go, well, KD can probably score the basketball more. Well, Zep can play better defense and maybe turn it over less and distribute the basketball. And like you talked about that pass from underneath the basket. So as long as you're on the plus side when you're on the floor and your team is scoring more baskets than the other, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And how you get there, mm-hmm. I don't care 
don't show me how you cut up the cow. Just show me the steak. And that's, wow. that's what, well, yeah, that's, well, look at you. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, you, that's all I want to see. If you have more, if you're on the floor and your team scores more, it ain't rocket science. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What was just that line me, again? Hit me with that zinger again, please. Don't show me how you cut up the cow. Just show me the steak, baby. I love it. I love yeah. it. Cook it medium rare for me, please. Yeah. Echo says, Zach, what do you think Bruce needs to be able to go big game hunting in the portal this year? I think guys need to leave the roster. I, and I don't know if that's going to happen. When there was a spot in an obvious path and an obvious pitch to playing time, He's been able to go to the portal and get guys. We saw it with the three guards currently on the roster. Hey, Zepp. Hey, KD. Hey, Wendell. I don't have any guards. Come play for me. So they all came. They're all still here. Hey, Walker. Walker Kessler. I don't have anybody down low that's seven feet and has tremendous touch and just the, uh, the, the ability to, like, jump without coiling your body. Can you come play for me? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Janai Broom, we just had a guy draft in the first round. Dylan's not really a guy that I want to play 30 minutes a game, uh, 30 minutes a game in the SEC. Can you come start? Yes. But when there's guys that are currently starters that are coming back each and every year, you're not going to be able to make that pitch unless it's a super special player. And so to, that's to the me, key. You just you just you just nailed it. Okay. Sure. Let's be honest. Who are the if I asked you right now, Zach, who are the two guys that are, will not be on the Auburn roster next year because of eligibility or moving on to try to go to the NBA, would you not say be fair to say Zepp and Alan Flanagan? Uh, I mean, Zepp's gone. I'm trying to think about Alan's situation. Alan can come back, so I don't know about that. Well, he put his name in. You know, he did the, the NBA thing, You know, tested the waters. Don't a lot so of let's do that though. Didn't yeah, but, do that but, too? but I think he got a little bit higher score than than people considered. Again, it's all speculation. That's why I'm just saying it's hypothetical. Okay, but let's sure. just say, let's say hypothetically he did. Let's say that spot opened up. Well, then you've got Holloway coming in, and then you could go to a guard because Flanagan is you know technically considered a three, and say, hey, I got some room. You know, you can come in and play at the guard position, but you would be very selective in that scenario and you would hold that position open for somebody that's very high level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just, I think you could make the pitch to a shooting guard and that might be it. Yeah. At the end of the year, I, I think you could make the pitch and say, Hey, there's obvious path to playing time for an, an elite two. Cause you can say Zep started at the two. And he's gone. And KD's like two for 10, like every night, it seems like. So, but you've got, you're going to have your five coming back with Janai and I think Dylan. I think they'll both come back. I think Dylan's yep. not a, yeah, Dylan's got another year. I think Dylan's I think he's a, a junior. Year. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a he junior. came, well, he was a, fr years. well, he was a freshman during the COVID year, right? He was a freshman during 2020, 2021. That was his first year. Last year okay. was his second. This is his third. You're right, because he came in with Sharif. You're right. He did. He did. And then at at the four, Jalen Jalen has year. We'll see what Jalen does. I can't imagine he's going anywhere. And then also like Dreor is coming back. Mm -hmm. like, he's not going to the NBA like we kind of thought he would be. 
And then Allen's an interesting situation. Chris Moore's not going anywhere. If he was going somewhere, he would have left last year. And then the two is interesting because you got KD and then Zepp's leaving. And then with the one, you got Aiden and Wendell. So, yeah, I, I think two is really the only option we can quote unquote go big game hunting and getting like a, a, a roster changing talent. Is that the two? Yeah. You just be really selective. I was thinking the other day, how good would this team be with a JT Thor starting his third year like Cardwell does? Wow. Think about that. That would be. I mean, that's a, I mean he's a professional basketball player. <laughs> well, I'm just saying he only would be in the old days, he'd only be a junior, right? I mean, I was shocked that he went, that he was a one and done. Even last year, really, that team could have used him. Well, and he was like a 17 year old, too. Right? Yeah, like, he was young. That's why he'd be 19 years old. I mean, oh my gosh. You know, yeah, I mean, I know it's it's hypothetical, but I'm an, I'm old, I'm an old dude. And back in my day when I was in college, dudes went four years. Dane asks, stretch isn't back. Yes, yeah, stretch will come back. And stretch stretch will come back. And stretch isn't going anywhere. Right. He's just not. Stretch will be here as long as both sides want him to be, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, Leanne says Westry will play two next year. I hope I hope Westry plays the two. I hope year. that's the guy that emerges and they don't have to go out. And, you know, but I mean, even if they just get a depth guy that can shoot it, come off the bench and shoot it. That'd be nice. But yeah, we would all love to see that him, him take that position, mm -hmm. take the bull by the horns and be the guy at the two. War Eagle, Wyoming. What about SEMO? Any eligibility? Yeah. Yeah. I think I mentioned him briefly at the three. I think he and Allen should both come back. They should both be fine. Donovan has years. a, Donovan has a question, Zach, where he, or a, a statement where th this is a little bit of a misnomer. Jabari Smith was committed before JT Thor announced and declared that he was going to the NBA. So I don't think that those two were affected at all. Now, maybe Walker Kessler, he came late. You know, he committed in April yeah, when Jabari Smith was already signed when JT if, Thor. Yeah, I wonder if JT would have slid to the five or if Jabari would have slid to the three. Yeah, you could have done. I mean, it was Kessler, I think. It was Walker Kessler's commitment in April that I think put the nail in the coffin for Thor because I remember there, people were holding out hope on whether or not he was going to come back and whether he was in class and that kind of thing because Jabari was committed early and signed at the early signing period, and you know be, before the season was over. So that it, Jabari didn't affect JT Thor at all. I think it was Walker Kessler. All right, we're getting a question on Allen's eligibility all right so he played as a freshman he played as a sophomore he played as a junior he played as a senior and one of those years was during 2022 so he has a covid year so yes all these guys can come back yes i'm confident and that's the yeah that's the question is they can will they will he right, right. i mean so stretch all right so youtube user asked i thought stretch flanagan and williams were all seniors so flanagan played in four Stretch will get five because he can re he he red shirts in one of them. So stretch is definitely okay. And then will when did Jalen Williams get here? Gosh, this is, this is terrible. Like live radio. All right, so he played in nineteen. Was his freshman year? Sophomore, junior? Yes, yeah. Jalen may actually have two years. So yes, yeah, they're all coming back. Yeah, they all still have eligibility. Man, I can count to five on the fly like that, Daryl. Did you see that? 
That was impressive. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was really impressive, Zach. Thank I was, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> this is a little dig at Alabama, Daryl. John says Auburn ended up with the best win in the state today. You love to see it. And of course, well, they, they beat Alabama, Alabama uh, beat Kentucky. Today. I mean, an unranked Kentucky team. That's Auburn true. beat a ranked team who was top 12. So, and like you said, top 10 net. Alabama's win was great. I mean, that was a you know big thing, and they they smoked Kentucky. But you know, you you beat somebody that's top ten in the net. That's big, especially with having lost three or four. You wanted to kind of get that monkey off your back a little bit, right? There's no question about it. There's no question about it. All right, Daryl, you have any kind of parting thoughts? Any parting thoughts on tonight's win? How do you feel going forward now for this team? How much of it do you weigh what happened tonight versus how much happened? Wednesday night against Georgia. Well, I think uh, not only is it nice to get a win and it kind of writes the ship when, um, you know, you, you, you kind of get a, a victory after the Georgia game and you write the ship. It's how they won. It's how they won the game. And uh, that's funny, by the way, that uh, it's how they won is why I think it, it's, it's very, very important and, and very momentum changing. Yeah. Uh, okay, Ole Miss play uh, – Auburn plays Ole Miss in Oxford on Tuesday, 8 o'clock. All right, so we'll go live a little after 10 on Tuesday night. But what – um, I don't think Ole Miss is very good. I don't think either of the Mississippi schools are very good. But they're probably like – they're probably in the same tier as Georgia and Auburn stunk in Athens this week. What's your confidence level going into Oxford on Tuesday? I feel pretty confident. Uh, I think that this is a kind of game that can springboard you momentum-wise, confidence-wise, and you saw some things tonight that you can build off of, and I think that springboards springboards you into Wednesday where you kind of get the momentum rolling again and you feel good. A good feeling coming out of this game. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So let's say Auburn wins against Ole Miss. You host Mississippi State. Mississippi State was vastly overrated because of their weak non-con schedule. It got them ranked, and then conference play started, and they've kind of stunk. And then you go to Baton Rouge on January 18th. That's a Wednesday night at 6 o'clock, and like their game was on before Auburn's was on SEC Network tonight, and it's like, I don't think I don't think they're great. I think they've overachieved a little bit, Daryl, because their situation was so bad because, like, their whole team left. <laughs> it was a crazy situation. Um, the fact that they're even being able to play, like, field a basketball team right now. But that's a winnable game on the road. And all of a sudden, if you get through that, Daryl, like, I-, I think you're in a good spot, and this team's kind of got a little bit of their swagger back. The- heck, that's they what- may have their swagger back after tonight. You know, That's I mean? what's so important mentally, right? It- how they feel about going into each game, how they feel about themselves, Zach, how they, how they-, how they carry themselves. And from a confident standpoint, the mental aspect of it is huge. And there were some hurdles, in my opinion, that were, that were kind of overcome tonight. Yeah. All right, Daryl, how can people give you some love, brother? Uh, DAP6410, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, and then Monday morning, you know, we'll be on with our big buddy, Ben Taylor, Auburn Opelika this morning, News Talk WANI, about 710, do a little sports segment for about 20 minutes. Love it. Love it. Yeah, you can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, with Lindsey Crosby Monday morning. 
And then Daryl and I will be live after every Auburn basketball game this season. We'll see you soon. This has been Locked on Auburn.